0: Welcome back to another episode of the No Script Podcast. It's your host, B-Rack, alongside of me with my alpha co-host, Dan Dutton. So <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, dude. It's it's great to be back. We're like a week out of our first intro episode. So tell me what you kind of been up to since our intro episode and what you've been doing today and how do you feel after getting that first one out of the way?
1: Oh, yeah, man. I feel great after getting that first one out of the way, for sure. And, I mean, since we put that out, man, i just been working. I mean, you know, we had the baby shower uh, right when we recorded that first episode. So I've been kind of trying to get the baby's room put together, unpacking everything, building some things. Um, pretty much just trying to get it ready because, I mean, we're closing in on, you know, like a month and a half or so. And you know, it's going to be here. Yeah. So I'm we're definitely trying to, get- trying to get this ready for him.
0: Trying to get organized, bro. I totally feel you on that,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate everybody that gave us gifts, man. We got a lot of cool stuff. Baby's gonna be drip dropping, he's gonna have so much drip, it's crazy, yes, dude. And
0: on top of that, I already told you earlier today when we talked that I wasn't expecting a package and it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. So I was expecting your gift to be coming in early or no later than projected. And so, the stuff I got for little baby Luke is here. So, like we talked about earlier, I'm hoping that I can be there this weekend to give it to you. Because it, it looks super dope, man. You know, I know you guys are going to like it. So, um, basically, since our intro episode, what I've been doing, basically the same thing. Just the usual work, seeing patients. Um, today, got up to a really good start. Got, uh, got work out of the way. Got the workout in. So... I know you said you were hooping today. So Mm -hmm. let this be a heads up to you guys. If you have not been active yet today, what did you do or what are you going to do to get out and be active? Health is wealth. And, you know, that's the name of the game. You want to prolong your life. Okay. To be able to do the things that you want to do. You don't want to just cap it off. Okay. Say I want to be able to work until I'm like 50, 60, retire. Because if you're not in that good of shape, you're not going to be able to enjoy those later years. So doubling back to what we were talking about in the intro episode, we kind of ended off on a note where we were talking about, is it too late to start something that you want to do? You know, I think at our age now, the, the motto was you were in high school, you went to college, you kind of felt the pressure of starting or at least knowing what you wanted to do in life. And whatever you rolled with, you rolled with, and you just hope to find a job in that career path. So there might be later on down the road, you feel like you want to change and do something else. But in your mind, you might have put a cap on something like, well, I'm already invested in this. So I kind of have to keep going or this is what my parents wanted me to do because, you know, this is what they did or this is what they feel is best. So I don't know if I can do exactly what I want to do because I'm feeling that pressure. So I will go into a little bit later on the episode about kind of my path to where I got to and how it led up to that point. But before I do, I kind of want to give Dan a chance here with you being an engineer and majoring in a very, very tough field. When you were going into college, did you always know that you were going to be an engineer? Did you envision yourself being in this line of work and did you have conversations with maybe your parents? Cause I know your parents are a big influence on you onto what you want to do after college or in college.
1: Yeah, I definitely knew prior to college, I wanted to be an engineer, but I didn't realize until I was in college, just how hard that degree was. I mean, like you said, my parents, like we had a conversation. I mean, I might even have been in middle school. You know, I was always, you know, pretty good at math at a young age. I wasn't, like, excelling past, you know, like, way above my grade, but I was always, it always came pretty easy to me. So, my, my daddy kind of, he is the one who planted that seed kind of early, you know, he said, you should be an engineer, you know, they make good money, you know, the people who are good with math, you are good with math, you know, I want you to make some good money, you know, have a, you know, easy job, you know, I want you working work in labor type stuff, if you could help it, you know. So, That's kind of what I went with. I was like, all right, whatever. That's cool. You know, I'll be an engineer. You know, from a young age, it's kind of naive. I didn't expect it to be that hard. But I was like, math has come easy to me my whole life. So it'll get harder, but it'll still come easy to me. So I think uh, freshman year, do you remember in high school that class we had where it was like, um, I think every freshman took it. I don't remember what the class was called. But in that class, you had it was like career something. And you had Are you to talking like about college or high school in high school. It was mm. career something, and they wanted you to like uh, pick certain jobs and like research them, like stuff you might want to do after high school. Do you remember that class? Listen, bro, if it was mandatory, I I probably don't remember, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but okay, in that class, you know, we had to do like three different. Um, I think it was three different careers. So I did the first one. I was like, engineering. That's what I'm gonna do. So I did mm-hmm. it. And then she was like, what about the second one? I was like, well, I really don't have a second one. I'm, I'm just going to be an engineer. And you know, she was like, well, you got to figure out two more things in case that doesn't work. And I was just like, Hey, you know, it's, that's what I want to do. That's what I'm going to do. And I ended up picking, I think like, a different type of engineering field for the other two. I think I did like mechanical and I did like electrical. And when I did those two, it even made me want to be an engineer even more. Cause it was like, you know, doing all the research it was like, they make good money and, uh, the market for engineers was never going anywhere. Like, you know, especially it it was like the projection for when I get out of college, there will be a lot of jobs. So I was like, okay, solidified it even more. So, you know, fast forward four years after high school and I start college, I started as a mechanical engineer because I thought that would be cool. You know, my dad was a mechanic. He works on cars. I thought if I become a mechanical engineer, I'll understand, you know, more of the stuff that he's doing you know, at least on a certain level. But, uh, I think mechanical and electrical at the school I was going to pretty much had the same exact year and a half of classes. You know, they were all like the general engineering, pretty much getting you, it was kind of like weed out classes. Like I'm pretty sure our principal's engineering class freshman year, we lost probably half the kids. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Second year after that first semester, that's when mechanical engineers go one way, electrical engineers go the other. And uh, I realized I kind of leaned more towards the electrical side. So, you know, I was like, I'm going to change it up. Obviously, I didn't lose any time because I still took all the same classes I was going to anyways. Just changed my major. I went electrical instead of mechanical just because, you know, that stuff was coming easier to me. You know, obviously i was still naive at that point i was like okay how much harder can you know this work get so that was you know i had a rude awakening for sure but still i think you know i made the right choice and even then man i didn't know what i wanted to do after college i was like shoot i don't even i know electrical engineers can do all types of stuff but so i did not like
0: have- at that time were you like um you know did you even think about what job you could even possibly get into? Like when was that discussion or that thought even in your head?
1: uh, That thought was in my head early on, maybe like sophomore year or something, but it was still like, I knew there was jobs out there. I just didn't know what it was I was going to want to do. You know, there was just, I mean, they hire engineers for so much stuff. That I was out and I'll figure it out, you know, later down the line. Maybe I'll, I'll come across a class that I really enjoy and then I'll find a job, you know, along the lines of, of that class, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think junior year or something like that, we get internships. I found an internship with Nipsco, but it was actually on the gas side. I actually wasn't even doing any like electrical work. Um, so, I was interning on the gas side. So, You know, that was my first, uh, I won't call it job using my degree, but the engineering, you know, program got me that internship. So, you know, I was working there, but I still didn't know like after I finished. I didn't think I wanted to stay because they would have hired me like once I graduated, they would have hired me as an engineer for that department. I mean, even at one point uh, they lost one of their engineers and they're like, hey, you know, we'll give you a promotion. We can't give you a title of engineer, but if you work full time and do your last year of school part-time, uh, we'll hire you on right now. And, and I kind of had a discussion with my dad for a second. I, I, was, I don't think I was leaning to it too much because I was like, this is my last year of college. Like, this shit is hard. I want to get this done with mm-hmm. the dudes I started with, like the friends I made. Like, I want to finish with them. I don't want to slow it up. I don't want to prolong it. But, I mean, I gave it a thought just because it was going to be more money. But ultimately, I was like, no, you know, I'm, I'm going to finish school first. And even then, my senior year, I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And, you know, that's why I always tell, you know, like Jessica or other friends that I knew that had, uh, you know, situations they didn't know what they wanted to do Mm -hmm. or anything like that. And I just got lucky, dude. Like my dad said, do engineering. I said, okay, And I achieved it. I did it. I graduated. And before graduating, I was applying for all types of jobs. Still didn't know what I wanted to do. I think I was on. The job I got, I remember, I think I was uh, with my mom. We were driving to go visit my brother, and I was just on, on Indeed on my phone, right? And I just did the Chicagoland area. You know, I always had, like, an envision I thought it would be super cool to, like, get an engin- engineering degree, like, move to the city, live in, like, a cool apartment, make some good money. So I was looking at, like, Chicagoland, you know, jobs, you know, and on Indeed, just on my phone. I had my resume already downloaded to my phone. So it was, like, easy like, apply now just click it. You know, answer a couple questions, upload my resume, and uh, the job I ended up getting was a design, a design firm for uh, power distribution, like the uh, like power lines and stuff like that. And honestly, I think the reason they hired me is because I had NipSCO experience, because they were actually pursuing NipSCO as a client. So since I worked for NipSCO, I think that really you know got me that job. And uh, at the time, even when I was applying for jobs, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, nothing really, like, attracted me. Like, I wasn't like, oh, man, this class was, was awesome. I want to work in this field. I knew what I didn't want to do. Like, I didn't want to, like, be like a software, like, engineer, like, coding. Like, that stuff just gave me a headache. So I was like, I know. Don't apply for those jobs. But I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And really, like I said, I got lucky with my degree. I got lucky with my job choice because I had two interviews. One with the consulting firm, which is the job I took. The second one, I had an interview with. Uh, um, I was a railroad railroad company, I think uh, Union Pacific. Okay. Uh, they flew that me, I didn't know about. Yeah, they flew me to Omaha, in Nebraska for an interview. They flew. I mean, it was just me. There was like ten people there, and it was like a whole like day thing. Like we, you know, they paid for our hotel to stay the night i said cool room service on them so i was ordering food nice uh so they did that and then um it was like an all-day thing they took us in you know ran ran through a bunch of stuff of what they do and the money was good that was the only reason i was there honestly i didn't know if i was gonna like it or not but i knew the money was good i knew the railroad was like you know it's always gonna be around it's not going nowhere but when they started talking about the type of work I was gonna be doing, like I didn't like it. You know, it was nah, like Yeah, I was like I just wasn't feeling it. Like the dude was saying, like, hey, you're gonna be working, you know, a bunch of hours. And maybe you maybe somebody like, oh that's lazy because you don't want to work a lot of hours. But hey man, like I went to college, one of the hardest degrees, you know, that that exists for four years and I busted my ass.
0: You ultimately like, have a choice.
1: I, I I I wasn't I wasn't gonna bust my ass for four years to bust my ass working sixteen hour days. And my told me, I mean, one of the greatest advice he gave me two great advices in my life. One was go for engineering because it pretty much put me where I'm at now. The second one he always told me and my brother, don't settle. And if I would have that job, I would have been settling for sure. And I just I agree. Yeah, I just wasn't digging it. I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'd be in charge of an area of track. Like that sounds cool, but then they're like, yeah, if it's storming crazy, if there's crazy snow, like you're gonna have to be out there like in control of all these people. Uh, bring extra clothes. You might just sleep in your car. You might get you know, real wet and got to change. It's like some people, cool, like if somebody wants to do that, like that's for them, right? It just, it wasn't for me, you know? So and I had the interview and came back home. I was like, I, I know I didn't want that job. So I kept applying and then eventually got the job I'm at now. And it turns out that like, I like, I like what I was doing as a an engineer for like a distribution uh, distribution design and stuff like that. Like, I actually enjoyed it. So I got lucky there, too. I mean, I got lucky in my degree, like I said, and pretty much got lucky with the job choice I got because, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was like, you know, consulting firm, so it was a lot of younger engineers. So, like, the workforce was, like, really cool guys. You know, I met some, you know, people that I'm still friends with today that I talk to regularly. So, you know, it was a cool cool place to go. And the big thing was, I said, Zero years of experience needed is an entry job, so I was super excited to see that because there you go, all of jobs Like, yeah, we, what are you twenty something? We want you to have twenty years of experience. Like, whoa, whoa, you know what I mean? So, it, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So I got, I got lucky, man. I really did, and you know, I worked there for a few years, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I got to you know go to a few different places. They sent me. You know, I did work for Wisconsin. I did work for Illinois, Indiana. They sent me out to Baltimore. Uh, We got uh, their utility company as a uh, client. So I was one of the people to learn that utility. And then, I mean, one of the cool things I also had to do is uh, they flew me to uh, Washington, D.C. for like three weeks straight to train that utility on how to use a program that they weren't familiar with. Um, So like to me that was pretty cool Like I'm teaching all these people that actually work for a utility and I'm just, you know, a young guy working for a consulting company and, you know, they're paying me to, to go out there. Um, So then after a few years of doing that, you know, a couple of the buddies that I did work with at there, they actually started working for the utility out here in Illinois. And, uh, you know, I kept it. It sounds like
0: you're in a really good spot. Like, you know, even though, you didn't know what you wanted to do job wise, like out the gate. Your parents, they've always given you good guidance, you know. Yeah. They good structure. I swear, every time I wanted to go and hang out, it was like, "No, I got to <laughs> get my homework done. I got to mow the lawn," and it was like that almost every weekend too. So, I mean, That's that is, yeah, that is super good that your dad, you know, kind of planted that seed, and you've always been uh, like a hard worker. And kind of just, like, if there was a job that needed to get done, like, you just got it done. So you knew what the road lied ahead with getting into engineering. So you kind of just bit the bullet, you put your head down, and you worked hard. And eventually it panned out, because even now, I know you're in a great position. You're good at what you do. It seems a lot of people come to you because you know a lot in your job and just all the knowledge that you have from that previous education. So, you know, I... Do you think that this is something that you're going to do long term or even like right now, no matter how good it is, do you see yourself moving to a different position within the company or wanting to do something else? Like, is there anything else that sparks your interest that might not necessarily be engineering? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm definitely trying to climb that corporate ladder for sure. I'm not trying to stay, uh, you know, at the engineering level my whole career. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think just like you said, I mean, I I work hard and I take pride in what I do. So I think just those two things alone, you know, I'll get there eventually. You know, I'm not I'm not out for blood in the corporate world. I'm not, you know, trying to climb it crazy. I'm trying to take my time, absorb all the information I can at the levels I'm at. And even if I get out of engineering in general, um, I'm still looking at getting a master's in something. You know, I've looked to getting my MBA um, more recently, I had a buddy at work say somebody was mentioning to him that you know the higher ups at our company like uh, a master's in law, and I was like, you know, that's definitely way different than what I'm doing now, sure. and what I've you know done for schooling. And I looked at you know some of the schools around here that offer that. Looked at their course log, and honestly, when I was like reading it, I was like, man, this sounds really interesting. You know, I don't know if that's gonna be my move or not uh but just to learn something completely different than what i went to school for you know to give me an edge eventually you know moving up in the company you know I, i'm down to learn something new so i'm still trying to figure out what what, what that's gonna be mm-hmm. but uh it's definitely gonna be something either an MBA or maybe that master's in law i know, mean, i'm not sure i know i'm a uh, i'm gonna shoot for next year but who knows i mean i have You know, baby coming up, that's going to take a lot of my time right now. But I think either way, if I decide to go that route or not, you know, I feel like I'm pretty much set in my career, you know, where I'm pretty, you know, happy with with all the choices I made leading up to this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree from the outside looking in. You know, now people got a perspective on kind of your road and – I guess if you want to call them trials and tribulations, it didn't seem like you had too much (laughs) trouble to go through it. But I I think
1: there was times, and during that four years of college, where it was like, "Bro, am I am I gonna am I gonna finish this, man? This shit is hard." Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, even like for me and you, like you were my, you know, grown up, my best friends. Like, I don't think we seen each other much those four years. We did not. Like, we we bowled on like was it Fridays? Fridays. But other than that I was just you know yeah your head your head was in the books
0: bro I I do remember that you know but uh I think a lot of it was put on your shoulders like you had that self-realization like this is all on me so I got to get it done so now as far as me and like my path a little bit so you know I'm a physical therapy assistant now I absolutely love what I do it Literally comes second nature to me, but out of the gate, that is not what I knew what I wanted to do coming out of high school. Like, so you break it down as a kid in high school, most of us played sports and you have this optimism, like, I'm going to make it big. I'm going to go to the pros. I'm going to be a basketball player. Whatever sport you were playing, you felt like you were a god in. You thought you were going to go pro. And then you know me, I'm an optimist, but I'm also a realist. Okay. So when I got (laughs) to my senior year, I knew I wasn't going to play sports in college because I wasn't good enough. And one, I didn't even play in high school. So now I'm like right on the brain, all right, what do I want to do? I didn't really take specific classes that geared me for college. I was just going to be one of those dudes that just went into his freshman year, kind of taking all these BS classes, trying to figure it out. So all I knew was, and I'm just going to start out by saying like college isn't for everybody. If you already know that what you want to do before you go into college, and you're not living on your parents' dime, and you can afford to go into a trade or something on your own, then I say go for it. So after high school, if you weren't in sports, and you didn't have any sense of direction for college, and this is not any knock on anyone that's in the mill or works the railroad, because I know plenty of people that have flourished in both of those occupations. But that was basically what you did, especially if you lived around here, you either did, you try to get into the mill, because it was good money, uh, good pension. I mean, I don't know what it's like now, but that's what they said back in the day. And you did the same thing, you got into the railroad. So I knew I didn't want to do that because the one thing I did know for sure out of high school was I did not want to live here long-term. Like in my head, I envisioned, you know, meeting somebody at an early age, getting married, having kids, moving away. And then when my parents were together at the time, because both of them were here and my grandparents was like, Hey, we're, we're going to go over to uh, grandma and grandpa's house or great grandma and grandpa's. I'm going to show you where I grew up. Like I always had that vision in my head. Like that's what I wanted to happen. So I went to IUN. Actually, before I went to IUN, I went to PNC, like I mentioned in the first episode. And I was kind of just taking like some just generic classes, just trying to get those, those core credits in or whatever they're called now. And I... I realized there wasn't really anything there for me. So I was like, uh, like, uh, let me try to go to like IUN. And they had a radiology program. I was like, okay, like health, uh, the health field is going to be really good. Because if I get a degree there, I can basically work anywhere. So that's my ticket out. So for like, I don't know, a semester and a half, I think I took radiology like classes and stuff and I wasn't feeling it. Like there was nothing that was lighting a fire in me. And thankfully, my grandparents were like, you know, why don't you try getting into physical therapy? We think that's a good field. You know, you're big into working out and you like helping people like see if that's your thing. So I was like, okay, cool. So I applied at Ivy Tech. They had a PTA program and they only took so many people. They took 30 people. And if you were already in the class. If you failed a class, you automatically basically took the spot for next year's class. So instead of there being 30 positions open, if everyone passed, there was only like 28 or 29. So I got through all my prereqs. I absolutely loved everything I was learning from the anatomy to the intro PTA class. I was like, this is this is my thing. This is what I want to do. And I got lucky and ran into a buddy that was in the previous PTA program that was going to be getting his license and working as a PTA at St. Mary's Hospital and so there was going to be a spot open for a rehab tech so I was like okay I'm gonna see if I can get into that so I can work in the field I'm going to school for so I feel like I'll be ahead of the game so I ended up getting a job there and fast forward to taking the the test for the PTA program I did not pass So now I'm really worried because, you know, I don't even know how old I was. I think it was like 22, 23, you know, in your head, you put it in your own head that you're still living with your parents. You don't really have that great of a job right now. Um, I mean, I was working as a rehab tech, but I think it was part-time. I think I was still working at discount tire during the week and which I absolutely hated. And I'm just like, man, like what, what am I going to do? Am I just going to be here my whole life? I got, I got nothing. And so One of the guys that I was working with at St. Mary's was like, hey, we heard there's a PTA program in in Brown Mackey College in South Bend. There was a Brown Mackey in Maryville, but they only had an OTA program, not a PTA program. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I know it's South Bend, but let's check it out. So, you know, I got lucky and they had a program and they did not have a wait list. They basically it was a 15 month program. You know, you went one class every month that entire month with like no breaks. So and while we were in the meeting for that program, we found out that the school was shutting down the next year. So you didn't have you didn't have the luxury, if you want to call it a luxury, really, to fail. If worst case scenario, you failed because you could have taken the class next year. We we didn't have that. This was like one and done. And I had no plan B's at all. So even the pressure was on even more. And so, you know, luckily I got through the whole course. I had great teachers. I had great a great group of people that I worked with uh, in the classroom and also at work too, because I learned so much hands-on that I felt like it helped me in the classroom. So I felt like I was a step ab- above everybody else. So, and during this whole time, like my parents had separated, we had lost the house. Like there was so much, even though I, it, it really didn't have a lot to do with me. I just, I felt that burden and I just felt like what else could possibly go wrong. And one of the people that came in the clutch were my grandparents. Like they were grateful enough to bring me and my brother in to, one make sure we had a roof over our head but we didn't have to worry about well where's the money going to come from if we had to pay rent because I wasn't in no position to help out my mom because my dad had left for Texas for a job opportunity my mom was looking for a place to live and I knew in my heart I I just I could only imagine having to struggle to get through school in my head I felt like I was not going to pass there was just going to be way too much on my shoulders And I know some people, they, they get out better for it, but I felt like that would have just put me in a bad position. So I'm thankful for my grandparents. Like there isn't an amount of money or enough thank yous in the world uh, to repay them for what they did because it, it got me to this point. So, and even during the time while I was in the program, something I'd never heard from my aunt, my godmother, she was like, I'm glad you found physical therapy. Like, you know, it seems like it really suits you. And I'm like, I appreciate that. You know, it's really cool. And then, you know, she's like, cause I, I really, I really was worried about you, you know, in your short little early stint of college. And it was like, it was crazy. Cause I thought I was the only one that felt that way. Like that. I didn't know what I was doing. Like nobody else could see it. Cause it's not like something that I talked about with at the time, Chandler or Demas or even you. Right. So, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. I just, So ever since PT school has been done, I've been working here, I really do feel like I have a purpose. And that old cliche where like everything happens for a reason. Because even now I think back, I'm like, what if I would have gotten into PTA school a long time ago when I was 18? And if I would have went for my DPT to be a doctor of physical therapy, I'd be what, like 24, 25? And I would be in a good position. But then... I don't remember if it was, uh, excuse me, my grandma or my aunt. They were like, "You're you're changing all the time, depending on like what you're exposed to, who you hang out with, you know, and whatever trials and tribulations you go through." That the person that you were at 18, even though you were into fitness, you might you yourself at that time might not have been in love with physical therapy like you became in love with when you were like 22, 23 you were a different person. You grew a little bit more. So you you appreciated different things than you were when you were 18. So I'm like, you know, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. So I'm very thankful that things happen the way that they did. Um, you know, so even now, as much as I love physical therapy, it is at certain points, a pretty physically demanding job. And I know plenty of PTAs, PTs, OTAs, all that stuff that work well into their 50s, 60s, 70s, I know in my heart, I don't want to be like that person. You know, I don't think no matter how much I love working out and I do enjoy working out, I don't want to work out to be that PTA that's 50, 60, 70 years old. I, in my head, I already know I want to do something else. You know, now whether that pans out better or pays more than what I go through right now. Like that's to be determined. But I think that's a discussion you have to have with yourself is if you want to try something new, no matter if you're like really, really good at something or you're just not feeling it no more. Like one day I could wake up and be like, man, I ain't, I'm really not trying to take care of patients. I just, I don't want to do this. I don't want to document. I don't want to go through the the physical toll of caring for these patients. You know, I just don't feel it in myself. So I feel like I'm I'm selling myself short doing that, and I'm not happy. That's the big thing. So we're doing this thing right now with the podcast. Like, initially, us starting it right now, it's not. This is something that we want to do on the side and just have fun with it. If it ends up being something like great, I will cross that comes to it. If I if I really do want to make it like a Joe Rogan type thing, and I told you a couple days ago, I started investing in more parts for my PC to mm-hmm. Twitch stream. Because just last year, you know, gaming and, you know, computer parts, all that stuff took off, you know, because no one was leaving the house. So even though the established, like, streamers, if you watch gaming and all that stuff, like the Nick Murks, the Tim the Tatmans, and, you know, both of them, even though they're a little bit older than we are and they've already established their name, I can't allow myself to put an age on something like I used to to make it feel like it's not attainable anymore. So me twenty eight going on twenty nine, if I wanna make a Twitch stream in game on my free time, and whether that be passive income or be something that is actually like my occupation like later on, then I'll be happy with that. You know, I don't need somebody else coming in and saying, like, well, you know, you're you're twenty nine years old, you're almost thirty and you're you're playing videos and you're you're streaming on Twitch. Like, you know, that's kind of you know, not something that you should be doing your age. And in my mind, like I'm holding happiness over everything. So if I'm doing something that makes me happy, but it doesn't make as much, then that's where I kind of need to grow and cut the means, like make whatever I'm making fit the means of my living. Cause you have to make it work somehow. Like you can change it up and do something different, whatever you want to do, but then you have to make
1: sacrifices somewhere else. So, yeah, I let me, think. I, let me jump so, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. Like, you got to be happy above everything else, you know, and when it comes to putting an age restriction on it or planning, like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Are like you saying you don't want to be a you know, be in physical therapy, but you're not sure exactly what, you know, the future is going to hold for you. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, people try to say, I mean, we're young. I hate when people like our age or in their 20s talk about, I mean, too old to be doing that. Like, come on, man. Like, you can't leave nothing on the table. Like, we're only doing this once in life, Mm -hmm. you know. So anything that piques your interest, I mean, that's why we started this. It piqued our interest. I got tired of talking about it. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to planning my future, like, I don't know what my future is going to hold. I don't know what, you know master's degree i'm going to go after but i mean opportunities can come out of nowhere and you can't you can't be like no, i'm too old to, to start that i mean literally like uh, a few weeks ago i had somebody i had a buddy reach out to me about potentially starting our own design firm you mm-hmm. know just checking interests you know like that can happen at any point mm-hmm. in my career somebody can just come up and be like hey we used to work together i know you're really good let's start our own thing mm-hmm and I mean if I do it or not you know that just depends but you can't be like you know what hey I'm already set you know in my career I'm already you know I'm 30 something years old at this point I can't you know you can't I don't want
0: to start over and stuff right. like that like yeah, that's cool if you something. don't if you don't want to like right but I think you kind of have to get over yourself if you do want to start something then you have to stop putting that age restriction on yourself cuz I did that like I said, early on, like when I was 18, I was like, man, I, w- I would love to have a girlfriend, get married by 25, have kids and da da da. da And then when you fast forward and you get to that age and you realize you're not there, like how are you going to act? Like, have you matured enough to like, I guess, accept the fact that it's not here yet and you can move on and grow and just continue to live it like day by day, or you're going to do what I did back in the day and kind of dwell and feel like, oh man, I never going to have kids. I never going to get married. Like. You know, it's just, I was hoping to have it at this age, but I don't like, I don't stress over that stuff no more, you know, and me still being at my grandparents' house at 28, 29, which is, I just saw something a couple days ago that was like normalized, like living with your parents, you know? So back in the day, it was when, you, when we were 18, I moved out, I bought my own house or I went into the military or whatever the case may be. Like, those times aren't as prevalent as they are now. Like, it's it's different now. Yeah. You know, a lot of, like, I'm pretty sure your parents wanted you to stay with them for a while. Like, you know, and my grandparents, even now, they're like, listen, you can stay here as long as you need to. Because we don't want you to go out and fail or whatever the case may be. Like, I know in my head, I'm probably going to fail at some point, but I put it in my mind that I'm okay with that and I'm going to find a way to get over it. So, you know, it's it's kind of crazy how everything comes full circle. Like everybody sees, especially now, like how successful like you 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 are right now. Like someone talks to you, like what are you doing right now? Oh, I'm I'm an engineer for such and such firm and doing great and stuff. And they're like, man, that's that's great. And they hear all the glamorous stuff, but you know, they don't hear the steps that it took to get there. And I get it, like, maybe our stories aren't particularly brutal. You know, I would sure. say we had uh, very loving homes. We had supportive homes. But I think everybody's, like, struggles are are relative to them, you know? It doesn't have to be like, oh, my family was was poor. We didn't have nothing and, and came from the bottom. Like, Like, your story is your story, and it's great in the way that you look at it. So yeah, you can't like
1: you know, look at your life and other people's like, I wish I was doing what they're doing you know, like I mean I even had that when I was in um in college because I didn't mm-hmm. go away to school. I stayed home for those four years and I thought, you know, mm-hmm. oh man, like look the- I see people that went down to like Purdue Lafayette. I'm like, Oh man, look, they're having a the time of their lives down there, like it looks fun, I wish I was there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you said before, and I, I agree with you, things happen you know, for a reason or the way they should, you know, me exactly. staying here, I, you know, staying home, I was able to, I didn't have to work a lot and I still pretty much kept a job my whole life since I was 15. But when I was in college, I was able to pull back my hours cause I lived with my parents mm-hmm. so I could focus more on studying and I still worked. It wasn't like, Oh, you have to work, you know, cause I knew my schooling was hard, but I still wanted to have some money for me mm-hmm. I Still worked, But, I would look at other people and be like, man, that looks so much fun. But me staying home got me that internship, which therefore I think is what got me into that consulting firm. And that consulting firm, I was doing work for the utility, which in turn got me in with the utility. And pretty much as an engineer, being with a company as big as I'm in right now, like if I wanted to sit here and coast for the rest of my life, I'd be set for life. I'd end up with a great retirement, great benefit. So, I mean, I, you know, I think things worked out how they were supposed to, you know. But exactly. I did fall a victim to that, looking at other people's life and be like, "Man, that looks like fun," you know. I expected, you know, out of high school to go to Purdue Lafayette. I literally only applied there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I didn't get in because they told me I didn't take a math my senior year. And the reason I didn't take a math my senior year is because I doubled up sophomore year. I took two classes at the same time, so I had four credits of math, but not four years. And apparently that was the difference. So I didn't get in. I didn't have any other backup school. So I was like, whatever, I'll go to Purdue North Central and and transfer. I ended up not doing that. And I think everything worked out, you know, the way it was supposed to.
0: Yeah, I I agree, man. And even now, like, first of all, shout out to you, Demas, Brendan, uh, you know, Roberto and Anthony, all of my close homies that have families established, like I am – got the utmost happiness for you and all you guys but even now like there'll be times i'll think about it I'm like, damn I'm like you know they 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 have a great family they got a house you know they they really have it have it going on and i know like i know them personally enough to know that they they have their struggles you know and sometimes i have to take a back seat and realize i like listen their, their path is a little different their interests are different and they I wouldn't say peaked at life, but they had to mature in different parts of life or grow up a little bit faster than I did, you know, especially Brendan and all of them. They had, you know, their kid several years ago. So I can't understand what that's like. And I, I can't compare like their come up to what I'm going through right now. So, yeah, I think it's just a lot of like self-realization and, kind of just taking enough time to step back and realize like you do have a lot of time. You know, I, one of the things Gary V said in a podcast of his that I listened to was like, listen, when when you turn 30, like consider that like your first turn of life, especially if you take good care of yourself right now to build a long lasting life. And you fingers crossed, you live to like 90 to a hundred years old. Like you have two more of those lives to go through like 30 for a lot of people is just the beginning. Like how many times have you looked up, you know, Google famous people's come ups like, you know, Bill Gates didn't start the company until this age or Michael Jordan didn't get his uh, first ring until this age or, you know. So I think we're probably not going to get to those heights, but it shows you like even the greatest and the greats had some struggle coming up. So it doesn't make us any different. So, I mean, you guys got a glimpse of kind of Dan's path and my path. Well, I shouldn't say kind of, you guys got like the full blown glimpse of <laughs> what we went through and kind of our mindsets going through the whole process. So from my viewpoint, I'm good at, at ending it on this note, Dan, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, even though the stories are specific to us, there's some takeaways and maybe, maybe, some people that listen to this they can think like oh man these guys they're kind of thinking the same way that i'm thinking right now and then maybe can take their own their own uh they can receive it however they want to and maybe it'll help them kind of weed out their their struggles down the road so with that being said dan
1: you got anything else you want to throw in there bud uh no not too much i mean like we said before, everybody kinda has their own path in life and you just gotta respect everybody's path. I mean, some people, like you said before, go into the mill or railroads and you res- I gotta respect everybody. I mean, everybody that I'm friends with does different things. You know what I mean? So just gotta respect everybody's path and like you said, it's just about being happy in life. Yes.
0: If you wanna do something new, just just go after it. Okay. You will feel better about yourself if you go after something new than if you just leave it on the back burner. And just wait time after time because you don't want to be the one at the end and say, man, I wish I would have did this. Because even if if you do something now and you fail, at least you can say that you gave it a try and be honest with yourself.
1: Yeah, and that's all. That's what it's about. Not regretting anything and just giving it a shot because you never know, you know, what could come of something. You know, nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. What kind of opportunities are going to present themselves?
0: Absolutely. I agree, bro.
1: Alright, well, I don't have anything else to add So, I appreciate everybody that you know, Listened to our first episode Everybody that stuck around and listened to this episode And if you haven't Follow us on Instagram uh, It's uh, at NoScript underscore podcast And uh, this has been the no script Podcast We out Still screaming Still screaming.